And the beat goes on in Buckeye Nation. Another win over a top 10 program. This time it's basketball. Ohio State putting a thumping on the North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill Wednesday night, 74-59. Welcome back to Locked on Buckeyes. I'm your host, Kyle Lamb. We will break down and dissect and contextualize this big win Ohio State had against North Carolina. I'll tell you a few History was actually made in this one. I'll tell you how, how that came about, what Ohio State did that has never been done down there in the Dean Dome. We'll also talk about the rumors, Ohio State football, Jeff Halfley. Is he leaving? Is Boston College making him their new head coach? I'll tell you what I know and what I don't know and what I think might happen. Uh, in the second segment, we'll also look a little bit more at that Big Ten championship game on Saturday Just my gut feeling on the whole motivation angle and what I think about it. Locked on Buckeyes, your only daily Ohio State football basketball podcast out there on the interwebs. You can find us pretty much on any of your platform of choice, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or simply by saying, play Locked on Buckeyes on your smart speakers. Catch me on Twitter at KYLAM8. The show is on Twitter at Locked on Buckeye. We are sponsored by JFQ Lending. All of your mortgage and refinance needs should be handled by a Buckeye, licensed in 33 states and more on the way. Check them out at jfqlending.com. All right, look, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. But folks, Ohio State basketball may have something special brewing in Columbus this year. Let me issue some caveats, some qualifiers here before I get too far down the road. Uh, First and foremost, it's very early. Ohio State has plenty of things it needs to work on. They got a little sloppy in this game against North Carolina Wednesday night. They need to work on the turnovers. The decision-making can be a little better. I thought they got a little too happy with the three-point shooting at times. Overall, I think some of those shots were good shots, but they rushed a few. There are definitely some things they need to work on. Even defensively, for as good as they've been, they can be better, which is actually kind of scary and exciting at the same time for Ohio State fans. So that qualifier is out of the way. Qualifier number two, this is not the best North Carolina team Ohio State has ever faced, or anybody has ever faced for that matter. Okay, this is a North Carolina team. You saw it out there. They struggle to score. They don't have a lot of guards outside of Cole Anthony, who's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft this spring they don't have anybody else that they can rely on. This was some, this was a point that I made previewing the game earlier this week. And then you have the injury to Armando Baycott, who goes down in the first uh, in the first ten minutes of the game. He's one of their their best players, probably their second or third best player. That obviously changed the complexion for North Carolina the rest of the game. So all that out of the way, we have to take an, into account that. We don't know just how good this North Carolina team is. I think that they're still a top 25 team. I would have a hard time believing that they're not going to be ranked by the end of the year. So I'm not going to go to extremes. And thus, this is still a quality win for Ohio State. But all that being said, Ohio State is legit, folks. And they're they're not a finished product yet. They still have a, a tough road to hoe coming up here in December, and of course in the Big Ten. And suddenly this Big Ten also, I want to get into that in a minute because this Big Ten, I undersold at the start of the year. The league did not look very good outside the top three or four. 
There were some rough losses in the first couple of weeks of the season, but we're starting to see a really tough league. But let's circle back first to Ohio State because what I like out of this group is despite the schedule, these guys are legit good. They're number two as of today in the updated Ken Palm rankings. That means adjusted overall efficiency, offense, defense, adjusted to competition. They are the number two team in the country. You're going to see them in the top four as in Sagarin today as well. This is a really good basketball team. And you combine that with the fact that college basketball is without a great team. I mentioned this on my court awareness podcast on the unscripted Ohio podcast network out of, or the, the top offensive basketball team in the country right now, in terms of offensive efficiency is Michigan state at 115 points adjusted to competition per 100 possessions in the Pomeroy era of analyzing college basketball, going back to 2002, every single college basketball season has gone, has had at least 10, anywhere from 10 to 33 teams above 115 points per 100 possessions. So offense is way down in college basketball right now. We have not seen a great team manifest itself. Kentucky has lost at home to an unranked team, Evansville. Duke has lost at home to an unranked team, Stephen F. Austin. Uh, You look at Louisville, they're number one team in the country, but Ohio State actually kicked their butts. Um, I I didn't use the actual word that, that Louisville head coach Chris Mack used to describe it, but Ohio State kicked their butts in a scrimmage before the season. So you look at every team and it's flawed right now. Suddenly Ohio State, I know this is crazy to say, and I'm not necessarily saying it because Ohio State is a finished product or a juggernaut, but Ohio State may actually be a national title contender legitimately. They've, they've got all the tools in this college basketball season. It is a wide open college basketball race right now. Ohio State has plenty of a high ceiling. They can continue to get better, make better decisions with the basketball. They can continue to defend even better. Uh, you saw this team clamp down North Carolina. And as I said, the Tar Heels are a work in progress. They're not a great offensive team. But Ohio State did a tremendous job, especially on Cole Anthony, who was the most talented player out there on the floor. But C.J. Walker and D.J. Carton did a tremendous job on him. This Ohio State team, I think, is as good as anybody in the country right now. I really do say that. And I'm saying that objectively. I'm not trying to be a Buckeye homer and have you put on your scarlet and gray glasses and say, oh my gosh, the Buckeyes are the greatest team ever. No, this is analyzing legitimately. If you look around college basketball, there is a void right now. Ohio State can fill it. I'm seeing an Ohio State team that can fill the void for a lack of great team and be a legitimate contender. If you look at the Big Ten right now, Maryland, Michigan, Ohio State probably are the top three teams as far as how they're playing at the moment. You throw in Michigan State, who will not have Langford back this season, and they're not playing well, but they're still very talented. They'll be in the mix. Purdue played a great game against Virginia despite their three losses. Indiana is undefeated, playing really good basketball. Penn State, who Ohio State plays Saturday. Folks, this is a legitimate team. Their only loss was to Ole Miss in a tournament last week, and they blew that game. They were actually up 21 points in the second half, and they let that slip away. But Penn State coming up uh, against Ohio State this weekend in Columbus, that's a really tough test for Ohio State. Iowa's suddenly playing better. 
So there are a lot of Big Ten teams that have a chance to make a mark in this race. I suddenly think it's a 7-8 team race. Not necessarily for the title, but 7-8 teams that are really, really good. And that's more than I would have given credit for a few weeks ago in the league. But the Buckeyes are coming with this win against Carolina. That is a second top 10 win, basketball and football, within the last five days. You may ask, if you did not see this on ESPN, is that, uh, is that a historical footnote that I'm getting at? Yes, it is. That is the first time since 1992, and only the second time ever, that any school has had a top 10 football win and a top 10 basketball win within five days of one another. So Ohio State football, we know their quest. They're going for a national title. We'll be talking about that again here a little bit later in the show. But Ohio State basketball, now all of a sudden, they've got the the goggles on. They're focused. They're playing really good basketball. It's going to be a tough stretch coming up here from the rest of the season or for the rest of the season, but it's going to be a fun stretch too. So if you are not zeroed in on Ohio State basketball, now is the time. I've been saying that for a couple weeks. They are 8-0. They still have Kentucky coming up. As I said, Penn State this Saturday, Minnesota next week, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Cleveland. It is going to be an incredibly fun stretch of basketball from here on out. The Buckeyes are legit. I'm telling you, folks, jump on the train. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Legitimately, Final Four caliber type team that could have a chance to win. It could have a chance to win the Big Ten. Uh, it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. So, Buckeyes, huge win over North Carolina, 74-249. We'll talk more about that later. Coming up, am I worried about this whole motivation angle with the Buckeyes and Badgers coming up? I'll talk more about that in a minute. So listen up here. Uh, before I talk about the Big Ten Championship this week, there are some rumors out there that Boston College is trying to poach a few Ohio State coaches. Uh, here is what I know and what I don't know. I can't give you a lot of information because I don't have it. But what I will tell you is that from what I understand, Boston College, it is true that they are interested in Jeff Halfley as well as Al Washington. My understanding is Halfley is their first priority. Washington may or may not be their second or third or somewhere further down the list. But they are interested in speaking with Halfley. To my knowledge, there has been no official contact yet. And any official contact, if it were to happen, was not expected to take place until after the game on Saturday. I do not believe there will be any interview or official contact and most definitely will not be a definite decision until at least after the championship game is played. So I don't know what Jeff Halfley is going to do. I don't know where his mindset is at. I know he would like a head coaching job at some point, but he and he probably would like it to be somewhere along the East Coast. But I don't think there is anything decided or anything official. If Halfley were to turn it down, and stick with Ohio State for another season or more, then you know Boston College may go after Al Washington. I don't know how that's going to shake out, but rest assured, despite the rumors, I can tell you, at least from what I've heard, there has certainly been nothing official. No decisions have been made, no official interviews, no official contact. That may change fairly quickly, but I don't think anything would happen until at least the Big Ten Championship. I'm not telling you Jeff Halfley will even take the job if offered, 
I'm not sure that he will. He may stay in Columbus for another year. But I'm just saying, whatever the rumors are, it has not happened yet. As I said, the Big Ten Championship coming up this Saturday in Indianapolis. I've thought about this a little bit more. I still stand behind some of the data, the empirical data that I shared the other day as far as history of rematches in these championship games. I I think it really is difficult for a team to get up and be motivated in the same way when they have, especially against physical, talented teams like Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin is not as talented as Ohio State is, but they are a good, solid, physical team. They're not going to catch anybody by surprise, but Ohio State is going to have a difficult time getting up for that type of game again. That's not to say that I think Wisconsin will win. I still think talent would win out this Saturday. But I think there is something to the data that I shared. You know, the 24 rematches, the second meeting, whereas the margin of victory on average was 15 points the first time around, the second meeting was only an average win of two points the second time. Only six out of those 24 did the winner of the first meeting actually exceed the margin of victory from the first meeting. So it is an exceptionally rare. I know some people will say, well, this Ohio State team is different. And I, be- I agree with all of you that say that. It is different. It has been different. All year long, the thing that has stood out about this team is that they are doing things differently. They have been in a class of, of their own. That's why that we are talking about them in a historically dominant fashion. One of only seven teams to go undefeated in the regular season, winning every game by double digits. Seven times in almost 5,000 seasons. It's incredible. But I I don't want to rely too much on history, and I say that being aware of the irony in that I'm also relying on history to not rely on history. But I, I do think there's something to this, and I think it's not a matter of lack of focus but I think Ohio State is in for a tougher game than some of you believe. Where I think the difference will be made is I still think that they will make those plays indoors. I think the pass game will be pretty sharp on Saturday. I don't think the run game is going to be as effective this time around as it was the first time. But I think the pass game will bail it out, and I think that they will come up with enough plays to win by 10, 14, maybe 17 or 21 points in the second half. So I like where Ohio State is at. I just think that Wisconsin will come in and give Ohio State a little bit more of a test than they did the first time. And remember, it was a three-point game early in the third quarter. So it's not like Ohio State blew the Badgers out. I know some of you will say, well, weather this, rain that. I get it. That was part of it. But I don't think it was the whole part. So I think Ohio State will win. But what I do like about this game is I don't think it's a matter of of lack of focus. I just think sometimes a tough team, you've already beaten them once, it's tough to get up and and consistently play after play after play, always be as sharp and physical with a physical team when you have the knowledge that you had the mental edge the first time around. And that's where I see this being a little bit iffy of a game. But that said, all reports are Ohio State is treating this game as just kind of loose, Go out there and have fun. Just enjoy it and be in the moment and try to win the game and just for pride. And I think that's the right way to play it because I don't think you want your team being mentally fatigued, especially after two really tough 
physical opponents in Penn State and Michigan. So I think Ohio State will go out there and lay it all on the line. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a fun game. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Coming up here in the third segment, we'll wrap it up. A little bit more basketball talk. A couple of interesting notes. How big of a deal this win for Ohio State was against North Carolina. They did a couple things that has never been done at the Dean Dome. I'll tell you about it here in just a moment. So I said it earlier, look, this North Carolina basketball team is not an offensive juggernaut. It's not going to be one of the top 10 offensive teams in the country this year by any stretch of the imagination. But for Ohio State to go into the Dean Smith Center, the Dean Dome, as they call it, and do what they did to this North Carolina team, that's a pedigree win. That's a tough win. That is asking your guys to do something to not be intimidated, to make plays against some pretty good athletes, to just be better and stronger and more physical. And Ohio State showed up and did it. And they did so overcoming some early turnovers, some early mistakes. They looked like a young, inexperienced team, which they were, going on the road against a talented top 10 team, which North Carolina was. And they overcame some of those boneheaded mistakes and turnovers and sloppy play that they had early on. And they found a way to regroup, not point fingers, and execute plays down the stretch. And ironically, they did their biggest asset in this game was the secondary break, which is usually what North Carolina kills teams. The defensive stops that Ohio State got and turning them into points, that's usually where North Carolina kills teams. But Ohio State did it to North Carolina. And they did so historically. This is the most impressive thing. Even if North Carolina is not a top 10 team on paper, certainly don't look like a top 10 team right now, but they're, but they're a quality team. Okay, this is a quality win. Regardless of how you look at it, wherever you think North Carolina should be ranked, this is an impressive win. It was such an impressive win. This is the second largest margin of victory by an, oppos- uh, an opposing team at the Dean Dome in its history. The Dean Smith Center opened in January of 1986, and this is the second worst defeat by North Carolina in all of the home games played, the second worst defeat. What's more is the 23-point second-half margin by Ohio State was the largest of any half ever played in the Dean Dome. It was also the lowest shooting percentage by North Carolina, 27.4% the worst shooting percentage of any game ever played in the Dean Dome by North Carolina. So Ohio State went in and thumped North Carolina and set records and history was made with this butt whipping. It was an impressive showing, and that's why I say, I'm not trying to say this is a national championship team yet, but the analytics love Ohio State now. We're talking about a top five team in pretty much every power rating you're going to look at today. And that doesn't mean that Ohio State will be a top five team in March, but it's young, it's up and coming, they have talent, they have some experience, they have a really good post player, they have shooters, they have ball handlers, they have a variety of scorers. This Ohio State team is legit. It is a top 10 team. And I think it is a legitimate Final Four and national title contender. 
And it's got a chance to win the Big Ten. And the sky is the limit as far as a tournament run is concerned. And part of this is, like I said earlier in the first segment, I'm not trying to get people's hopes up too high because there are more talented teams in college basketball right now. Kentucky, which Ohio State will face later this month, is a more talented team. Duke is more talented. Kansas, Michigan State, despite their struggles, they could still get it turned around. I'm not saying that Ohio State basketball is the best team in the country or the most talented or will even be the best at the end of the year. But because of the lack of a great team in college basketball, I look around and Ohio State has got the, not only not only are they playing as well as anybody in the country, but they've got a chance to sustain it and improve and be the best at the end of the year. So what I'm telling you, not making any predictions, I'm not saying this is a Final Four team, not saying it's going to win a title, but folks, this is a really, really fun time for you. Buckeye Nation, enjoy this because Ohio State football is obviously in the running for a national championship. They are going to the college football playoff and have a chance to take home the big prize. But don't sleep on Ohio State basketball. This could be a really fun couple of months because Ohio State basketball is not going away, barring you know injuries and something unforeseen, and, and we hope that that doesn't happen. But if this nucleus stays healthy and stays together the rest of the season, uh, I'm going to say this, January through April, not March, April could be a lot of fun. Let that sink in a little bit. Think about that. Enjoy it. You have a couple days here before the Big Ten Championship. Why not enjoy it with some basketball what-ifs, some basketball dreaming? Think about the big prize for the Hoops squad as well. Could be a fun year in Buckeye Nation. That's going to wrap it up for Locked on Buckeyes. We'll be back on Friday, some more previewing of the Big Ten Championship, more basketball talk later as well. Penn State coming to town on Saturday. That's going to be a tough game for the Ohio State basketball team. You can hear Locked on Buckeyes on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Catch me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Catch the show Monday through Friday, five days a week, your only Ohio State Buckeye football and basketball podcast going daily. Catch it on Twitter at Locked on Buckeye. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back on Friday.